There is one practice that has never failed me, and I wholeheartedly recommend as the number one way to ground yourself or settle yourself when things feel chaotic. I'm going to share what that is today and why I believe it is the gateway to better understanding yourself, to tapping into your body, your mind, and your spirit, all wrapped up in one little practice. One of the tools I have created to help you discover which techniques or practices help ground you the most is the Daily Rhythms Tracker. It has space in it for um, getting in touch with who you are, for getting to know yourself a little bit better, and then tracking some of those practices that you tend to do and how they make you feel when you do them. It's the Daily Rhythms Tracker, and if you haven't downloaded yours yet, you can grab it at cairnyogawellness.com slash Rhythms Tracker. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can go right to it from there. This is just a little tool that I like to use so that I feel more at ease with my time, energy, and focus, or maybe more in flow with each of those elements so that when unexpected things do come up, they don't throw me off or they don't shake me. So hop on over there and check it out. In the meantime, you're listening to episode 49 of the Health, Harmony, and Happiness podcast with Kathy. Welcome to Health, Harmony, and Happiness with Kathy. I'm your host, Kathy Stricker. I'm a state patrol wife, mama to three lively kiddos, a yoga teacher, certified NLP coach, and an energetic rhythms expert. As an energetic rhythms coach, I help action-taking women use their body's rhythms and the moon's cycle to optimize productivity and avoid burnout without letting their desire to remain in control alter their focus. And this podcast is all about doing just that and perhaps a bit more so that you can create your own path to health, harmony, and happiness. So come along with me and may this episode serve as a nudge to discover tools that could help you on your path towards more intentional living. Enjoy the show. Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. Hey, I am coming to you today. Um... After a very full weekend and full last week for me, I hope that um, you guys are getting ready for school to start. If you ha- if your kids haven't started yet, our start this week. Um, so it's a great, like, it, it can be kind of a chaotic time, right? Kind of a, a frenzied time or kind of a let's figure out all the last minute things. So it's a great time to just remember how to settle and how to ground. And last week we talked about, or um, I shared with you just that it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to feel that chaos, um, to feel unsettled and to to be out of your normal routine or your normal um, school year routine or the the fall routine into, um, into the spring. It's okay to do that. We all get in that space. And, um, Summer is just a weird time. It's just a, it's not a weird time. It's just a different time. It has a different energy. It has a different feeling. And we don't always put our selves or our, um, ourselves in the habitual way that we do things as a priority, right? So maybe we're putting other things like our social outlets 
as a priority and, and connecting and strengthening those bonds. But that inward reflection, that inward um, work, inner work that we do during a lot of those other seasons of the, the year, um, sometimes get put to the back burner. But there is one way that I know absolutely without a doubt, without a fail, without fail is um, to settle and to ground back into that space. And I kind of mentioned last week, a lot of different modalities or different ways of grounding and settling into, um, into yourself. But today I'm going to talk about one because I know one to be the best way. And, um, and that's yoga. I've taught yoga for years. I've practiced yoga for years. And I do believe that yoga is the gateway to understanding yourself. It is absolutely the gateway to understanding yourself. When you feel chaotic, when you feel stressed, when you feel like you don't have any control of anything around you, um, or you just feel like your energy is pulsing so big that you can't settle and can't ground, the number one best way to settle and ground is yoga. Hands down, absolutely yoga. I don't care if it's 15 minutes of yoga, if it's five minutes of yoga, if it's 45 minutes or an hour of yoga. Hands down, it is the best way to get back into your body, to get back into um, feeling focused in your mind. So to get back into your body, your mind, and then connecting with your spirit. Hands down. It is like the foundation, like the, um, it's basically like the cake, right? So it's kind of like yoga is the cake. And the icing on it is all the other things that you could do to ground. It's like the journaling, the, um, the, the walking, the intentional walking, the intentional movement. It's like the meditation or the breath work. You first have to still your body in order to get to the point where you can do that meditation, do that stillness work. Cause if you're a busy person and I know you probably are because you're in this group, you are, um, you're on the go, you're an action taking person. It's hard to sit down and just be still. I get that. Super hard. We feel like we should always be going, right? Yoga is the avenue and the tool that stills your body and brings your body to stillness so that you can bring your mind more towards stillness. Your mind's not ever going to go to complete stillness, right? That's not the goal of meditation. It's to sit and to observe and to be present. But yoga is the gateway to more deeply understanding yourself. Um, and that comes by first settling into your body, um, paying attention to the thoughts that are coming in, and then also connecting with spirit, connecting with your spirit, connecting with God. And we're going to talk about all of that today because I think it's absolutely crucial. And there's, since I started practicing, since I started having a daily yoga practice, there's not been a time in my life where this hasn't worked, where I haven't been able to get on the mat for however long it needs to be and settle into my body, settle and ground into myself and feel more focused and present. One of my favorite things that one of my old teachers used to say is you're not ever going to regret getting on the mat, right? Like you're not ever going to regret waking up early before everybody else in the house and stepping onto your mat. And it's so true. Even if it's just for five or 10 minutes, you're not going to regret it. It helps you get back into the, the present, into the here. So we're going to talk about that today. And I know I like just hit on a whole bunch of stuff right there, a whole bunch um, but I want to dig into just some of those elements for you and, and help you understand 
where I'm coming from with some of those. So um, I'm gonna. I've got. I've got notes, and usually I have my notes on my computer. But as I was journaling these out, and they were coming through, um, I just left them on my paper, and I haven't got them to my computer yet. So bear with me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be referring back and forth to them. Um, okay. Let's see. So with yoga being the foundation of getting to know yourself better, that's also the like one of the first steps in being able to acknowledge and get in tune more with your energetic rhythms. Because if you are out here living outside of your body and living in this place where your energy is being called so in so many different directions that you're not centered into who you are, you're not going to be able to tap in and listen and uncover your energetic rhythms as well. You're not gonna be able to listen to that inner guidance. So, um, yoga is the way that we do that. It's the absolute way that we do that. And the first way that yoga does that is, as I mentioned, by tapping into your body. So there's a couple elements here that are important and crucial. Um, your body in yoga, you use positions and you use a sequence. Those are two ways that you move your body. So, let's start off with the sequence, how postures or how yoga sequences are put together, how yoga postures are put together in a sequence rather is, um, what creates the feeling or the outcome of your yoga practice, believe it or not. So it's kind of like a song. If you just put a whole bunch of random notes in random order and play a musical instrument or sing them, it may or may not sound great right? It could just sound like a jumbled mess of, um, of notes that, that just sound like noise, right? But if you put those musical notes in a particular order, they could make a beautiful song, right? They can make something that sounds so amazing and so beautiful to listen to that maybe it sticks in your head all day or that, um, maybe it completely calms you. Yoga is the same way. If you put a bunch of yoga postures in a random order, it's going to create a certain feeling. It may leave you feeling more chaotic and more um, out there and disconnected with your body. But if you put them in a particular order that creates the feeling of focus, of balance, of um, the energetic rhythms of going up and down, that's how you're going to create. That's how you're, that's who you're going to create as a person. So the other part of the sequencing is matching breath with movement. And we're going to talk about breath here in just a moment, or I'm going to share that with you. But, um, when you match breath with movement, that's what yoga is. Yoga is not just holding different postures and stretching, right? That's, that's stretching, holding different postures for certain amounts of time. That's stretching. But it's when you bring the breath into it and match the breath with the movement that it becomes yoga and it becomes a sequence, a yoga sequence um, that can create a certain feeling in your body. So your body positions in the terms of sequence, stay with me here, in terms of sequence and in terms of how you move your body. So we know that how we hold our bodies and science has proven this, how you hold your body, how you stand, whether you're slouched, bent over, directly communicates to the mind the feeling you want to create. So if you are intentionally moving your body through postures, 
um, through a sequence that is communicating focus, that's communicating balance, that's communicating calm, that's communicating an energized calm in your body. That's how you're, that's who you're going to create, right? So yoga first allows us to tap into our bodies by feeling postures and by changing the position of our bodies to match the outcome or the intention that we want to set. We're going to talk about intention here in just a moment as well. The first way is adjusting positions in order to create the feeling that we want to create. And the second way with body position, and I'll use this example later too, is in child's pose. So I like to use child's pose as the very first posture in a yoga sequence because child's posture is a great posture for centering, for balancing, and for like really tuning into yourself. The whole front side of your body is connected to the floor, right? So your legs, your arms, um, and your forehead even. So this third eye point, this place of intuition is connected to either the ground or your fists stacked one or one on top of the other. And that, that, uh, that position alone brings you into this space of knowing yourself a little bit better of being able to center a little bit better. You're, you're sending blood to your head. You're, it's a slight inversion. You are nourishing your brain and nourishing that part that is always being drained throughout the day. So child's posture is also your opportunity, not only that you're physically like communicating calm and stillness to your body, but it in connection with the earth, with the ground, right? So child's posture communicates that connection, um, that you are supported by this earth, by this ground, and you are, you are connected to it. But it also is an opportunity to scan your body and to notice any areas in your body that feel off, that feel out of balance, that feel maybe uncomfortable on that day. So yoga taps into your body in that way, in that, and it helps you get to know your body a little bit more because your first, that's your first realization of at least child's posture for sure is the first realization of being able to scan your body completely and really tap into it, really tune into it. And there's different variations of child's posture that work for everybody and anybody can take it. So, um, the first way that yoga helps us really understand ourselves more is by tapping into the body and by really zeroing in on what our body is doing, how we hold our body communicates to our brain, who we are, how we feel. And then it physically gives us that connection because we are on the ground connected with it. Um, we're noticing our body. It's giving us the opportunity to just check in and not just go about the day, um, just go about the day ignoring what our body, the signs and signals that our bodies are telling us. So for instance, if you are journaling or if you are walking, there could be all these other distractions and you're not thinking about your body, but your body is the communicator that informs you and tells you what needs to happen in your life. It really is. There's another opinion for you. Oh boy. I'm getting into a lot of stuff here today. Biggest one though, yoga is, um, is the gateway for help for understanding yourself. It absolutely is. And we do that through postures, through sequence, and that's first with the body. So the second way that yoga 
communicates this intention or this this understanding that um, it is the gateway to understanding ourselves a little bit more is through intention setting. So if you've ever been in a private yoga session with me, or if you've ever been in a yoga class with me, you might have remembered or heard me guide you through this. So I this is the process that I use to guide people through a yoga class is I first um, or a yoga, a private yoga session is that I first um, cue you to scan your body, to notice your body and to be there and be present with it. And the next thing is to set an intention. So intention setting is when you get to decide how you want to feel at the end of your practice, right? We have a choice in everything in life, in absolutely everything. And so you get to choose to move on your yoga mat in a way that honors how you want to feel at the end of your practice. And if you don't align your actions with that intention, you likely are not going to feel the way that you want to feel. So setting an intention is the way that in yoga, we connect with our mind. You connect with your mind. You consciously decide that you want to choose to honor a particular way of moving or honor a particular intention that you've set. Maybe it's to feel more energized. Maybe it's to feel more focused. Maybe it's to feel more calm. Whatever it may be, you get the, you have the choice. You get the choice to decide how you want to feel because everything is a choice and that connects us. That's the way that yoga connects us with our mind. There's also some other ways, but that's what we're going to stick with today um, if we're talking about really settling or grounding in. We get to have that choice. Um, you get to honor the observances that you made when you first did your body scan. Um, so maybe you have this hip that's kind of speaking to you or bothering you. And you notice that when you first scan your body and you first check in with your body and drop into your body. Then... In the intention setting portion of your yoga practice, you get to decide that you want to be curious about that, or you want to move in a way that doesn't aggravate that hip more, but that rather nourishes that hip. Okay. Those are the ways that we use intention and that you use your mind or bring your mind into settling into yourself and using yoga as a way of deep, more deeply understanding yourself. And the third way is through breath. And I referenced this before when I said that yoga has to be paired or, or movement has to be paired with breath in order to make yoga, right? Because it's all about intentional intentionality. And breath, the way I see it, is our connection with God, right? That's the life force within us. That was given to us when we were born from God. So Connecting with that breath, being intentional about that breath says that we are actually being intentional about connecting with God in that moment in the present. Now, spending actual time with God in God's word, in the Bible, doing devotions, also extremely very important. Like the this is side note, commercial, side commercial. The way I set up my day is I do my devotions first, and then I connect with God on my mat, through my body, through my movement. So yes, that is very important. But um, but you also get that connection with God through paying attention to your breath and 
and using what has been given to you in this physical body um, to better yourself, to connect and to understand yourself even more. How you breathe is who you are as a person. So when you're connected or when you connect it to movement, it gives your busy body, your active body, your action-taking body, something to channel that energy into, right? You channel your energy into breath. So breath work is the way then. So, so those three elements, connecting with your body, connecting with your intention, and connecting with your breath are the ways that you connect with your body, mind, and spirit, right? All at one time. And that's why yoga is this gateway to more deeply understanding yourself. So the first thing I say to clients, if they come in and they say, I'm just feeling really scattered and I'm feeling like I can't focus and I'm feeling um, just like, you know, lots is going on in life. First thing I ask them is, are you practicing? Have you been practicing? And when the answer, when they look at me like, uh, no, I take them through a practice, boom, they're reconnected. They are solid. They're settled. They're grounded. And that will carry with you then for the rest of the day. But it's kind of like a, kind of like a medicine that you have to take every day. It's one of those things. Yoga needs to be done regularly or every day in order to get the full effects of it or the full benefits, right? You can take it on an as needed basis. Um, but if you want your life to be, um, feeling consistency throughout, then a daily yoga practice is the way to go, but also as needed works, just so you know. And that's the point of this today is that yoga will give you that, that fix to help you get grounded and settled and help you understand yourself a little bit more. Um, it brings you from that ungrounded or unsettled state and brings you down back into yourself, back into being grounded, being settled, um, so that when things happen in life, you can stay consistent, you can stay calm, you can stay um, uh, stay focused and balanced throughout it. All right, let me see what else, if there's anything else that I wanted to mention to you guys. Yeah, so being ungrounded and unsettled happens in life. But when you're ready to come back to yourself, when you're ready to come back to the connection with the deepest part of who you are, Yoga is the tool to do it. Yoga is an absolute must. It brings movement and um, body positions that communicate your intentions and choice to drop back into yourself, to drop back into your body and also connect with spirit, connect with God or the creator, right? It connects you to your physical body. It takes you out of overthinking and... Um, and allows you to be in the moment. It allows you to connect with curiosity, to connect with observances that you have in your body without judgment, without judgment whatsoever. And then it connects you with God, the voice of your inner guidance, the voice that propels you forward. So yoga is absolutely the gateway to understanding yourself uh, more deeply. And it's one of those things that um, when you do it, you start to unravel, you start to peel away the layers of the onion and see yourself in a deeper light and see um, what could be off in your life and what what is in alignment and how things need to change. So 
It's beautiful. Um, Next week, we are going to be talking about being stuck in motion or that place between the beginning to take action phase and the actually putting out putting it out there and taking action, which I know can be a super tough place to be. It's um, it's a place that we often get stuck in, whether that is because of fear of putting ourselves out there or something else. Um, it's a place, a common place, transition place for feeling stuck and being stuck um, when you are in motion, but you're not really doing anything that actually matters. So we're going to talk about that all next week. In the meantime, if you appreciated this episode and want to share the love, I would so appreciate it. Just take a screenshot of this episode or of the podcast and share it to your Instagram or Facebook stories. And if you're not on social media, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating or review if you haven't done so yet. Otherwise, if there's even just one other person in your life who might benefit from this content, send it their way. And I would be so grateful for that. Until next week, cheers to cultivating your own version of health, harmony, and happiness in your life. I'm Kathy Stricker, and you've been listening to Health, Harmony, and Happiness with Kathy. Kathy.